At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach. From funding to finance, set up to staffing, our CEO coaches break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup, management, and development. The founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach. I'm Jillian Music, co-founder of Moz and Bread Approved and CEO at Outlines Venture Group. I'm here with my friend and colleague, Ann Kennedy, president of Outlines Venture Group, author of Global Search Engine Marketing, and co-founder of the world's largest consortium of digital marketing companies. Together, we're serial entrepreneurs helping online companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. Find out more at outlinesventure.com. Hello, Ann. What's on your mind today? Well, as you know, Jillian, we are women of a certain age. <laughs> Indeed, we are. So let's be honest, uh, you're on Medicare, and uh, I'll be there myself in a moment. So uh, now that we've outed ourselves as gray ladies, um, and that was no surprise to anybody, uh, what's that got to do with entrepreneurs? Well, it's bias. Uh, you and I talk a lot about bias. We talk about bias against women and minorities, um, against uh, geographies. Well, age discrimination is another source of bias in the workplace, especially toward, like us. The National Bureau of Economic Research published disturbing conclusions last year that very few are talking about, so we're going to. And I quote, there is robust evidence of age discrimination in hiring against older women, especially those near retirement age. Uh, this was based on evidence from over 40,000 job applications. They also found that there is considerably less evidence of age discrimination against men. Okay, now that's in the workplace, and I have seen significant age discrimination against men, so I have no doubt that it's downright rampant against the women. So what about startups, though? Uh, what does this have to do with our founders today? Well, let's explore that. We all know that startup teams 
tend to skew young. So I have to ask, what are they missing? Where are the older team members on rising startups? Why are there so few? Well, good questions. But, you know, this youthful founder thing, first of all, is really a myth. And according to a study by MIT, uh, they found that the average age of the startup founder was just a hair under 42. But was that mostly guys? No, not really. Actually, the average for women starting businesses was 40 also. So what about the tech businesses? Is ageism the new culture fit issue? <laughs> well, we know that Silicon Valley has an age problem, if you will. HR analytics platform Vizier found that after a certain age, it's harder to get a job in tech than in non-tech industries. So millennial 20-somethings can get hired more frequently, uh, Gen Xers a little less, and baby boomers least of all. Vizier points out that this will cause problems and not just legal ones. But in light of the aging workforces and emerging shortages of skills, this is going to amplify. Furthermore, workers at the biggest tech companies are overwhelmingly male, besides being young. Now, let's look at some of the startups which skew heavily younger, right? Why are startup teams assumed to be young people? That would be a really good question to start with, right? Now, there's some obvious answers. Startups take a lot of energy, often their 15-hour work days, night after night. They're highly risky, so they're more suited to those who are at a time in their lives when they have less to risk, right? If you don't have a mortgage and braces to pay for, not to mention school and summer camp and so on, it makes a big difference. Youth is certainly when you can take more risks before responsibilities amass in your life. It's reasonable. However, that uh, freedom also holds true after middle age for many. Long ago, uh, Passages author Gail Sheehy defined, identified the freewheeling 50s when people have the liberty to do as they wanted. Are startups missing an overlooked treasure trove of talent and skills? What about wisdom, experience, honored citizens? <laughs> Furthermore, According to a study not long ago, older workers for sure take longer to complete tasks, but their output is more accurate. And according to the NBER report, older workers often work for less. And often once they reach 65, their health insurance drops dramatically. And so would your cost for them? Doesn't that sound like the kind of things a struggling startup needs? Yes, and, and I think those are all very reasonable and logical positions. You would think the money would follow the reason, but we know that bias has very little to do with logic and, in fact, is controlled largely by our subconscious. Now, before we get into that, I should point out that young startups are taking advantage of older mentors and advisors. It's just when it comes to serious hiring that that becomes a difficulty. So it, it certainly is really rampant in the tech sector. It is um, pretty much across the board in many, many industries, uh, you know, heavy technology industries, uh, things like airplane industries, uh, trucking, that sort of thing. But it, you know, it runs throughout all of society's industry, not just technology. So we should be aware of, of this uh, kind of following the mass rather than leading it in okay. technology. 
Yeah. Okay. But I'm, let's I'm, talk I'm, about I'm, this this controlled subconscious, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who's in charge? Well, we know the subconscious is in charge. What is it? 20 billion bits of information in the subconscious per second versus That's 20 right. in, in the conscious mind. Anyway, well, 200, but yes. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't matter. It's vastly more. Um, yes. So when we talk about bias, though, you know, we talk about bias against age. Um, I have heard it said that some recoil at the thought of hanging out with your mom. Now, this is of particular interest to you and me because we both worked with our sons. But um, what I really wanted to talk about was, um, are you running a business or a break room? I mean, for the record, do you remember the one tough mom, Gert Boyle? who took over a small camping outfitter when her husband died suddenly and built it into a global $1 billion brand, Columbia Sportswear. Mm -hmm. To be fair, she was the boss, and it was a manufacturer rather than a tech company. Okay, and it wasn't exactly a startup. But surely no one minded out hanging out with that mother. Indeed, she used her role to advantage in advertising and also in the title of her autobiography, One Tough Mother. So I have to mm -hmm. wonder, I have to wonder, you know, I wonder a lot about things and I have to wonder <laughs> something darker about youthful leadership in startups, perhaps largely how callow young leaders can be. I recall a friend who came back from military service as a captain at 26 of a platoon of mostly 19-year-olds. And when I said, gee, you know, that's mighty young, he exclaimed, well, I wouldn't follow me up that hill unless I were 19. So I wonder if part of what's going on in the bias, you know, the unconscious part, is that young, inexperienced startup founders gravitate towards younger, even less experienced workers to follow them up that hill. It makes good sense, yeah, but simply perhaps it's that people are drawn to people who are like themselves, right? This is a primal human urge, uh, completely unconscious, and even though volumes of research show that diverse teams outperform homogeneous teams and uh, companies with diverse leadership produce greater ROI and return for the investors, teams continue to hang out with people who are like themselves. So bias, especially unconscious bias, causes missed opportunities in so many ways. One of the things I noted, by the way, was uh, a report that said that infants as early as the age of three to six months will root to, in other words, turn their faces to and learn more clearly and quickly from people who look like themselves. The question is, are we racist at the age of three months? The answer is, of course not. But if you are a human baby and you cozy up to a saber-toothed tiger, last long. So there is this subconscious connection that says, find folks like yourself and go cozy up. You're more likely to survive. The question is how in 2018 and 2019 do we look at these vestigial, if you will, primal um, uh, programmings in humans and say, well, that's no longer useful. So how do we acknowledge and then move on. It's not a fault thing. I'm just trying to make that point before we move on. It's about understanding that it exists, that it had a purpose at one point, and is no longer useful today. So 
Besides, my question would be, who says young folks won't mingle uh, with seniors? Look at things like glamorous gl grands of inter uh, you know, Instagram, uh, highlighted by the New York Times. These women, like Lynn Slater, who is 64, monetized her Instagram accounts. And guess what? Most of her followers were millennials. Yeah, it's because she's freaking cool. <laughs> so, yeah, she is. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want to point out, Madonna just turned 60, and she shows no signs of slowing down or losing her market dominance. What we hear is that older workers who succeed keep their skills current. Even more important, they remain curious. Uh, do you remember, we met a woman our age who's a product engineer at Google, and she told us she returned mm -hmm. to school often to advance her engineering knowledge, uh, which advanced her career. She talked about working for a string of startups, some successful and others that didn't make it. And oh, by the way, she was married and raising two children, and she was an immigrant to North America. So no excuses. <laughs> Do you think <laughs> anybody on any of her teams had a problem hanging out with someone like their mom? Um, so in truth, I would think clearly not. But at the same time, I wonder. Um, there is that disconnect as we make first eye contact with any human. Does this human belong here? And we should discuss that a little more deeply after the break. Okay. Um, it, it's a really about understanding uh, what that you know, front cover of the book looks like and whether we expect that person to be in this particular space and how we make those reactions happen. Certainly we know about this in law enforcement, we know about it in industrial world, we know about it in the tech sector in hiring, it's everywhere. But it's time for us to take a look at it. You bet. So this is CEO Coach and we'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Content Marketing World 2018 comes to Cleveland, Ohio, September 4th through the 7th. Learn more at contentmarketingworld.com. Content Marketing World 2018 is the one event where you will learn and network with the best and brightest in the content marketing industry. Content Marketing World will have over 120 sessions and workshops presented by the leading brand marketers and experts from around the world covering strategy, storytelling, ROI, demand generation, AI, and more. Leave Cleveland with all the materials you need to build a content marketing plan that will grow your business and inspire your audience. Save $100 off of registration using promo code radio one. That's radio and the number 100. Don't miss Content Marketing World 2018 in Cleveland, Ohio, September 4th through the 7th. Register now at contentmarketingworld.com. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for its 7th Annual International Mobile Web Award Competition. This award program is an opportunity for mobile developers to demonstrate their expertise in this growing medium. It recognizes the individual and team achievements of web professionals all over the world who create and maintain outstanding responsive and mobile websites and mobile applications. Deadline for entry is September 28, 2018. Submit your entry today at www.mobile-webaward.org. That's mobile-webaward.org. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business -business podcast network through iHeartRadio, iTunes, 
Stitcher, and the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. Before the break, Anne and I were talking about a form of diversity that's often overlooked. It's age diversity in tech and startups. And we were talking about age discrimination in particular, bias toward or against, if you will, older workers, and in particular, to older women. Clearly, a lot of talent is overlooked in this rush to hire young people. Overlooking experienced workers has all the same issues as any other lack of diversity. You're missing out on perspective um, that lead to new markets. You're missing out on resiliency that comes from experience of we've been there before and we know the way out. And you're certainly missing out on greater ROI. So Anne, now that we have brought the problem into light, what do we do to solve it? Well, to begin with, we acknowledge um, that the average age in tech companies is very young and male, and this gets worse going up the leadership ladder. Um, I came across an article in The Guardian from comments from several women who have made it in tech leadership um, about, and they spoke out about how to succeed in the youth and male-dominated cultures there. So let's listen to what they had to say. And then after that, I would like to go back to the, what you brought up before the break about how do we acknowledge and move beyond this. So these so-called older women in tech in the Guardian's, uh, quoted in the Guardian, they're in their 40s. Now, come on. That's, you know, young mm -hmm. whippersnappers. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, now, Anne, you know, annually here in the Seattle area, there is something called the WIT Regatta, the Women in Tech Regatta. And the last panel of every WIT Regatta, which lasts an entire week and takes place all over the city with different venues and topics and this and that and the next thing, is a panel of women in technology at every decade. And every year, I am the last one. They don't have anybody in their 70s. They don't have anybody in their 80s. Until you and I get there, that's it. So, well, coming, right. so it's coming just soon. noticeable. <laughs> it's, it is not only noticeable, it is right. egregiously obvious. You know. Anyway, yes. let's... But we should be aware that really this is the beachhead. So I know. Let's, and, let's move on. Who have we got here? We have got some real go-getters. They're all in the UK. Uh, one is Pip Wilson, who at 41 is founder of Amicable, a divorce app. And she uh -huh. says that she has found only one woman founder who raised funding in her 40s. Put that aside ouch. for a moment. Yeah, ouch. Uh, Karen Quintos, oh, she's not in the UK, she's in US, who at 54 is chief customer officer at Dell. She admits it's been challenging in a mostly male environment as a middle-aged woman. She recommends recognizing your advocates who appreciate the perspective of your age and experience and staying close to them. Good advice, mm -hmm. I'm sure. Similarly, 
Dr. Sue Black is 55 and founder of Tech Mums. That's a UK network that says the key to thriving, or she says that the key to thriving is finding networks of like-minded women who can mentor and support you and vice versa. Well, that is something you and I certainly uh, subscribe to. Um, Then we have Tanya Cordray, who is 50, a digital consultant and former chief digital officer at The Guardian, she said, no surprise, it's critical to keep your skills up to date and stay current on industry trends because the perception is that anyone out of 40 is out of touch. 40! Come on! Yeah. Yeah. And that would be, of course, advice for both men and women. It really isn't gender specific. We're really talking about just keeping your skills alive and that makes sense and there is some truth to that Anne. you know we go through life in our early years all we do is learn we go to school to learn we play to learn we get together with our friends to learn we go to i don't know music lessons and dance lessons and sports things and all we do is absorb information and learn and right around 28 to 32 right around the you know third decade we begin to learn less quickly that muscle isn't exercise as much. We begin to perform on what we did learn, and every decade it becomes, how should I say, a harder slog to keep learning. And so this, you know, these kinds of things where people are pointing it out makes sense, right? Where people are saying, oh, folks out of, you know, over 40 are out of touch. That's because so many really are. Right? I mean, we kind of got to put it where it belongs, right? That, yeah. They're not continuing to learn. So there is that piece that just says, hey, don't be a fool. Just keep going. Otherwise, you can expect to lose that muscle and everybody's going to notice it. Yeah, it's a use it or lose it kind of situation like so many other muscles. So there are a couple of of brighter notes among these women that were quoted in The Mm -hmm. Guardian. Um, Elspeth Briscoe, who is 44, was founder of Learning with Experts, which is an online course platform, speaking of learning. And she points out another attribute of mature workers. Um, She is much more motivated in her career than she was in her 20s. So that's that's, right. uh, Yeah. So, so again, as we look at kind of that subconscious stuff that goes on in humans, uh, the time of uh, a childhood is, again, to play and to learn and this and that, and then you hit your teens and the hormones kick in, and the only thing you're interested in is finding mates all over the place because that is survival of the species. It makes sense. So by the time you've done that, by 44, you're saying, you know what? That's pretty cool. I've got either some children and, and uh, you know maybe a spouse is tended to or not not, but those things have been decided largely in your life, and now you have time to seriously focus on, oh, goody, what else do I want to do? And that hits right between about 40 and 50 years old. So those workers are really, really focused. Not a bad idea to check into them. Yeah, uh, along the same lines, also 44 is Nikki Cochrane, who is the co-founder of Digital Mums. And she added another positive note. It's a brilliant age to launch a business because you bring a wealth of experience to the table. Yes, totally agree on that. And my final exhibit is Jacqueline de Rocha, who at 54 is president of Tech UK. Um, mm. who's, who says older people make more loyal employees as they have fewer f- financial pressures on them and they aren't constantly chasing bigger salaries. She does say, she reiterates, it's important to upgrade your skills 
regularly. Okay, so that really is interesting in the business sector, and I think there would be people who would, you know, argue exactly the opposite on each one of these statements and so on, um, and that makes good sense as well. We could have that argument, but this doesn't address the women founders. So let's look at how age bias affects female founders. So I have found that that data is hard to find, and I think there are many reasons. First, there's a general bias against women founders when they look for funding. We talk about that all the time. Um, so let's just recap the appalling stats one more time. Barely more <laughs> than 2% of women founders received venture funding in 2017, and less than 7% went to founding teams of men and women, diverse teams. All the rest, more than 90%, went to the white guys with the baritone voices. <laughs> yes, you are right. Uh, we may change those numbers in 2018. Uh, things are looking, you know, like this. movement. Yeah, yeah. We'll see when oh. we get there. We'll do a recap in the end of December. That's okay. right. Okay. Okay. Nevertheless, women start businesses and succeed often without venture funding, but those successes are often left off the statistical radar, at least from the venture perspective, because they build revenues and become profitable via capital efficiency. Yes, they miss may miss the opportunity to build scalable corporations to that mythical one billion level for lack of capital infusion to scale quickly. But it's really hard not to call a profitable business that creates jobs a success, isn't it? Yes, it is a very different kind of business, and we do need to acknowledge that, right? Building, if you will, a um, privately held sustainable corporation is not necessarily the same as building a scalable privately held or sustainable corporation, and so on and so forth. The, this scalability is the big difference. And there are so few role models of women who have been able to do it. But then the question is chicken or egg. And I would say I put that squarely on the system itself that does not find uh, congruence in looking at a female, listening to the female voice, acknowledging the capacity of that person to build a scalable corporation and financing them with sufficient funding so they can prove their markets and get that scalability accomplished. Um, so I would say squarely, not on the shoulders of the women. Right? I'm not a fan of instructing women to dress this way, to say that, to be, you know, I don't know, forceful but not, uh, you know, oppressively so this, that. I mean, all this counsel to the women just says, hey, it's your fault. Yeah. That troubles me. Blaming right. the victims so, is always a bad way to go. Um, is always a bad way to go. And, so we and, do need to look at the systems and processes and figure out how to change them. Yes, we do. And we're doing our best in our own little corner of the world. So as we were talking about the older women, um, the average age of women starting a business is 40, about the same yes. as for men. But statistics on the age of women with successful exits is harder to come by, perhaps because of the lack of venture funding that just leaves them off the statistical radar. Uh, I hope that we'll be able to get more information about that before long. So, we have to take another break and go into our final ep um, segment in this show, uh, for, but we have to take a break for our sponsors. And I'm so intrigued with uh, what you have said, Jillian, about the 
system and how can we acknowledge the difficulty and work around it to uh, make women succeed. This is C. Yeah, we're going to take a break now. We'll come back uh, with ways to combat age bias when and where you find it. CEO Coach will be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. You are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. WebmasterRadio.fm WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing. Maria Retan, Larry Weber, Tim Ash, James and Arlene Martell, Ross Dunn, John Carcutt, Shahab Zagari, Peggy Ansel, Bennett Kelly, Jillian Music, and Kennedy. From SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry. Please join me in welcoming Andrew Hankford. Pleased to have Jim Lanzone. Please welcome Ariana Huffington. Please welcome Jason Kalkanis. On air, on demand, and available on every mobile device that you can imagine. This is WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. We've been talking today about age bias, and we hope someone will undertake the necessary research about older women founders so that we can speak more authoritatively about this and really get a handle on what's really going on in the larger picture of things. What we can say is that the situation needs improving. Women are poorly represented in the leadership of tech companies. When they start their own businesses, women receive a tiny fraction of all funding. So where do we go from here, Jillian? 
Okay. So, you know, once we say things like, you know, the, the obvious, if you're getting older and so on, be aware that you are learning more slowly, that this just does happen with age. Stay curious. Keep learning. Don't let yourself fall into this abyss of, I know what I know and I don't want to move on. Uh, that's really lethal for anything you want to do in life. And it it doesn't connect you to your grandchildren any better than it's going to connect you to a decent job. So I understand that. But far more than that, I would say that what this message brings to our listeners who are startup founders and are probably running somewhere between the age of 30 and 50 years old themselves, right? You are missing a tremendous asset if you overlook this population who has grown up with the beginnings of computer development in the mainstream of uh, industry and society at large, and you discount the experience they bring to the game. Um, I was talking with somebody who was running a digital marketing agency, so lifestyle business, um, and the fella said, you know, recently we wanted to grow and so on, and uh, we took your advice, we went to find a salesperson. And I've known somebody for a number of years, the guy lives in Texas, and it turned out that uh, he was unemployed at the moment. I said, what the hell are you doing unemployed? And he said, well, I'm already 60 and nobody wants to talk to me. So I snapped him up, and I said, well, very good move. That guy is a really good salesman. He has honed his skills all this time. He can sell your stuff as well as selling, who knows, hardware, software, whatever the hell he sold before. And uh, it's working out very well for that company. Um, the older fellow was willing to work for commission only. He knew how to craft his own um, uh, contract so that he would have a much larger portion of the uh, gross uh, income, if you will, gross revenue he was about to generate. And he said, I'll take care of the base because I'm good enough at this. It's not going to take me long to make that back up. You can't necessarily do those kinds of contracts where it's commission only with somebody who's really good at their craft in the middle of their career, say, when they're between 30 and 40 or 45. And the reason is those folks have, you know, bills to pay. They're just beginning their craft and they're not so sure they can pull in enough capital, enough revenue for themselves, thereby enough revenue for the company, that they can afford to do this without a base salary. To lay out travel costs, a cell phone cost, who knows, whatever it is, they get a little worried about that. The older yeah. folks, they're sure of their skill, and therefore the small company can benefit from it. Get the idea. It's just one example of how that works. So it sounds so. to me like you're saying that another bonus that you get with an, um, a mature worker <clears throat> is confidence. That there's it, confidence. Along with there's the the years of right. Exactly. Confidence, expertise, the ability to craft unusual contracts that suit both the company and the person who's working, right? And you get all that benefit. Most people, like this 60-year-old said, nobody's talking to me. This one company talked to him, and to their great benefit, he's just hauling in this stuff all the time. First of all, if you are selling things like digital marketing services to the industrial sector, Right, you would think in your mind the, the the viewpoint of you know what would that guy look like? He's a grizzled guy somewhere between forty and sixty-five, and he's been running this country forever or company forever, and so did his father and his father before him. Right, who's going to be able to talk to this guy and be comfortable and understand the language and have I don't know the movie references, the book references, the experience references to make a good connection? 
it's going to be another guy in that age group. And yeah. he's going to say, look, I know what I'm talking about. You know what you're talking about. And I'm telling you, you need this stuff. Okay, I trust you. Yeah. Some 20-year-old walking in there is not going to do half the job no, as no. somebody who can reach your target market. That's right. It, it's it, And that really is the sales is such a great example because it's all about the relationship. But then exactly. I think, think about Nadia, our friend at, at Google, who is a very skilled product engineer and yes uh, and that and we know some at amazon as well yes right? we do. designing things for users in a broader sense than just for a millennial that's yep. important too to major yep. corporations not just startups but especially to startups if you're looking to garner as large a consumer base as possible especially if you're in b2c right but if you're looking to garner as large a consumer space as possible you'd better have people on your senior level team designing not just the ways you market but the product itself and how people experience it and the user interfaces and so on so it addresses all those audiences. Therefore, look at all the age groups. It makes good sense. And that would be, I think, our biggest tip, Anne. Look for your, uh, how should you say, your treasures in uncrowded spaces. I think that's a wonderful way to put it, Jillian. You always do that so well. I'd just like to add one word to the younger, I mean, 40 founders, yeah. <laughs> um, that uh, to be patient, you know, and open-minded as well, that uh, when they're, you know, and looking in the uncrowded spaces, it's, it's easy to be hasty and dismiss older workers when they don't grasp what you're talking about right away. They can't latch into your vision, but when they get it, they will be able to bring a whole lot more perspective to it. As uh, And I would suggest, Anne, that maybe it's not that they don't catch it. Do not confuse silence and thoughtfulness with an inability to understand what you just said. And that's when most people dismiss older folks. Older folks have the time and the wisdom to sit quietly and listen to you. They don't need to hop in and prove that they understood what you said. Give yeah. them the space to respond appropriately. Absolutely. Okay, that's it for this week at CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers at Webmaster Radio for their support. You can download these shows at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows forward slash CEO dash coach and also at iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. You can find links and more on facebook.com, our Facebook page is called CEO Coach Podcast. Do stop by and hit the like button so we will know you were there and tell us what you'd like to hear about on CEO Coach. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and you can find out more about how we help companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at OutlinesVenture.com. Till next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. 
by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 